Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming the program author Elaine Kugler, and she is the author of My Story, My Song. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Elaine, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a retired person who spent a lot of years teaching. I've raised a family. I'm a singer. I love reading books. And now I've turned into a writer for about the last 17 years. So I have a full life. So tell us about your book. Well, this particular book came out during COVID because we all were sitting at home and wondering what to do with ourselves. And I thought it was time that I actually talked a little bit about growing up in a large family, and I wanted to do it for myself, but it turns out that I've done it as a way to help parents today know what to do to raise their children. It's not an easy job, and I, I'm a helper. I was a teacher. I'm a helper, so that's where it started. The My Story, My Song, it is my story, and my life has been a song. As I said, I love to sing. The whole thing just all came together for me. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? I wrote it for several people, I think. I wrote it because I wanted my family, and I have grandchildren now, I wanted them to know what my life was like and so on. But I also wrote it for the general public to know that we always think looking ahead that it's the latest things that have happened that are the most important. But sometimes it's the things that happened when you were children that turn out to be the most important. I wrote it for parents. I wrote it for maybe women 40 to 60 years old. I think that's my largest audience. I really wanted to talk about humans and about what we need and maybe help. As I said, I love to help people. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you say runs throughout your book? Yes, it is that if we all make mistakes, we all do things that we wish we hadn't done, but the end result doesn't have to be negative. It can be very positive if you have the right influences and you have people who care about you, both your family and your community. This is a book about a small community, a farming community, where people know each other. And so you have that thing. It takes a village to raise a child, and it's very much that idea. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Well, I think it's that. You know, young parents seem to get very, very upset about wondering how to deal with this situation and that situation. And so this book shows a number of those situations and doesn't say, parents, you should do such and such, but it's by example and by seeing those types of problems come up and what happened and what was the final result of that. 
So I think that makes it really interesting for people. Also, it's history in the 1950s and 60s. That's quite a ways from us now. And so it's interesting to young people perhaps to look back and see that there were some good things that came out of that. So if you were asked to compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? (laughs) Well, I think it is a little bit like I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Because it's honest tales of growing up in sometimes difficult circumstances. And in the way it looks back on difficult situations with an adult's understanding. It paints the good and the not so good times of a child growing up in the 50s and 60s in rural Ontario. And believe me, I'm talking about my own life. I did some bad things. So where did the title of the book come from? Well, my person who cleans my home is a very good friend of mine. And I shared with her that I was having difficulty thinking of a title. And we share a background of having grown up in the church and so on. I was sitting in my office working away and Sally came running in and she said, Elaine, Elaine, I've got it. I've got it. And she said, this is my story. This is my song. And I immediately thought of the hymn. This is my story. This is my song. And I said, Oh my gosh, that's it. And I said, My story, my song. And we had our title. So, what do readers talk to you about after reading this book? Oh, without a doubt, they talk to me about how it makes them think of their own childhood and how they maybe had some difficult things happen and they could relate to them. And They also talk to me about their grandchildren or their children and how this makes them think about some of the situations they're facing as well. It's a great book about community, too, and about that idea that it does take a community to raise a child. I like that a lot. So what's the value in preserving this type of first-person story? Well, I think stories are who we are. You know, before we had language that was written and so on, we had ancient groups that they had the storyteller in that group. And that storyteller was charged with telling the stories, but telling the stories so that the tribe, for want of a better word, the tribe could remember their past and maybe learn from the stories. And we have not changed as a people since then. When I go out and speak, it's the stories that people want to hear. And I come from this large family, and I was one of the few girls in a large family. There were 13 children. Those stories are so interesting to people who have never considered being in that situation. So story is a central part of who we are as human beings. Now, you've also written four historical fiction books, a biography, and created an anthology. Is there anything that they all have in common? Yes, they do. As I think I've said before, I really like people. I like to go downtown and do my grocery shopping or whatever thing I have to do, and I like to engage the people that I meet. And every time I do that, I learn something from somebody. And so this whole thing about these different formats of books that I've written 
It's the same thing. Every one of those books has to do with what I think about people that they can be faced with terrible situations or really difficult situations, and they have it within them to rise above those situations and solve them and create a better life for themselves and for their families. What was your inspiration to write this book? Well, I guess I'm of an age where I have grandchildren, and I really wanted to leave them something of what it was like for me growing up. And of course, one always realizes we're not going to last forever. So it's nice to leave something behind where people can see what, maybe what you were like as a person and what you had to struggle with and what worked well and so on. As I say, I'm, I'm a great lover of stories. So did this book involve any research at all? Well, not really. I suppose in a minor way, but I only wrote about the first 20 years of my life. And I did have to look up a few things. I was a square dancer, if you can imagine, when I was a teenager. And that was a pivotal thing in my life. So I had to actually make sure I had the names all correct and so on of the other people that were in the square dance set. And just things like that, that I just had to check my facts. A good writer always checks her facts. What makes your book relevant today, do you think? Oh, boy, what a good question. I think we're really suffering from not knowing really what to do to solve some of the many problems that we have in the world. And without getting political or too narrow on that topic, I think books help us, and not just my book, but all books, help us see problems and what people have done to solve them. My book... I chose not to talk with naming people who did bad things to me or any, anything like that. I have been fortunate not to have had a too difficult a life in that way. But I also, one of my brothers and I, we did a pretty nasty thing, and I talked about that in there, but I chose not to name my brother. I have nine brothers, so it's pretty hard for people to guess who it was. And that's just who I am as a person. I'm not the person who wants to sell books by naming, you know, other people and saying bad things that they've done. That's not who I am. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. What's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? As I said, I love people. And so when I go out speaking, and I do a lot of that, and I speak at a lot of groups, large and small, and when I meet those people... And they come up and they talk to me about their particular lives or about what I'm talking about relates to them. Then it's just a human thing of connecting with other people. And I feel very strongly that we need to still do that. We don't want to be on our cell phones all the time. How would you describe your writing style? Well, I'm a great lover of a sparse style. I don't have a lot of flowery paragraphs and that sort of thing. I like to get to the point, but I also like to use sentence structures and so on to have a rising action there and have people feel that, oh, what's that? What's that? 
And then it's like a crescendo in music. And I also love to end a paragraph with a situation that the reader, I don't tell the whole thing, and the reader will then be able to say, oh, I know what she means there. I bet they're going to do such and such. And in that way, I engage the reader's brain to actively take part in the developing motion of the story. That helps us as readers to enjoy it. And it it helps me as a writer because people want to read my books. So what part of your book would you say you personally like best? I like the way I started it because I started it as a little girl. And I remembered my mother always sewed for us. She sewed all our clothes and she was very good at it. And so I started it with this. I had new jammies. Mom finished them just in time for Christmas Eve. They were pink with little white bunnies all over them. I held the pants up to my cheek. Oh, so soft. And I went on and on with that child's voice to get the reader into where we were starting the story and to actually feel it and to be able to relate to perhaps a similar incident in their own life. And then as the book goes on, the voice of the narrator, if you like, grows up and, you know, the voice changes, the sentence structure changes. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? Women 40 to 60 years old. And I think it's good for people who have done a little bit of living themselves and are ready to look back and think. And that seems to be who is enjoying it the most. I do think that it's a good book for young parents to read as well because they have so many questions on what to do with their children. And this might give them some positive feedback on that. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. It's www.elainekugler.com, and it's very easy to get to, and you have a lot of things on there about my books. I blog, I have a newsletter, and all of that stuff can be accessed through my website. Could you spell your name for us, please? C-O-U-G-L-E-R. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Elaine Kugler, and she is the author of My Story, My Song. Elaine, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com, and whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.